Gil rode in, Rosa came running to meet him. Her dark hair curled neatly to her shoulders, and while she wore a dress when she absolutely had to, her usual garb was tight-legged vaquero breeches, loose-fitting shirt, and the moccasins the Indian riders were always making for her. She had retired the mule she had ridden from Mexico and had her pick of the horses, loving them all. Gil had broken her from swearing in rapid-fire Spanish, only to find that she had developed it more eloquently in English. Now, he swung out of his saddle, grabbed Rosa, and kissed her on the cheek. Always on the cheek, she fussed. When am I to receive a real kiss? When you're 36, Gil laughed. Have you started supper? No, she said. I wish to eat with Van and Dorinda. Why not with Clay and Angelina? I love Angelina like a sister, said Rosa, but I am sick of the damn chili peppers. Rosa? She puts him in everything except the coffee, said Rosa. Tejano want Tejano grub. Every day you sound more like Long John Coon, said Gil. Come on, I'll saddle you a horse. Gil hoisted her up to the saddle and they rode on to the barn in the corrals. Gil had built a cookhouse and had hired a cook, a garrulous old man with a peg leg known only as Stump. He had been to sea, had scars from every waterfront dive from New Orleans to the West Indies, and could swear in five languages. Rosa adored him and his bloodthirsty tales. It was near supper time, and the riders had gathered at the bunkhouse. Of the original Mendoza outfit, Gil still had eight riders. There was his segundo, Ramon Alcarez, along with Juan Alamante, Manuel Armijo, Domingo Chavez, Pedro Fagano, Vicente Gomez, Juan Padillo, and an Argentine known only as Bola, or Bo. The Mexican Indian riders were unsurpassed as gentlers of horses, and the three, Solano, Mariposa, and Estancio, were with Clay Duval at the horse ranch. Of course, there was the enigmatic Long John Coons. Gil wasn't sure why he had allowed the Cajun to stay or why he had wanted to. Every rider, even the Indians, spoke English now, but only one man in the outfit seemed to consider Long John a friend. Bo, the Argentine who threw a three-headed bola like most men used a lariat, had found something to like about the Cajun. It had become a most unusual alliance, Long John a lanky giant of more than six feet, and Bola only an inch or two above five, even in his boots. Van had seen Gil and Rosa coming, and when they rode in, he was waiting on the porch. Rosa dismounted and ran to scoop up little Van, who was about to fall off the porch trying to reach her. Light and come in, said Van. We just happened to have a pair of extra places at the table, and you know Dorinda. She always cooks enough to feed everybody on the Bandera spread. Gil took his time dismounting, allowing Rosa to go on into the house. What he was about to propose was going to create one hell of a furor, and he wanted to talk to Van without interruption from Rosa and Dorinda. From his saddlebag, Gil took the newspaper folded to the story about the discovery of gold in California, and without a word, passed it to Van. His brother read it quickly, then read it again.
With his half-grin, he looked at Gil for a long moment before he spoke. When he did, it was to ask a question. How big a trail drive you got in mind, and how many riders? Four thousand head, said Gil, and all the riders except you, Clay, and Solano. You and Clay will have to hire some riders for the ranch. This is an opportunity that won't come again, and we have to make up for the lean years. God knows if it hadn't been for the horse ranch, we'd have starved. There's just been a change in plan, said Van. I'm going with you. Clay just got elected to hire some riders and Segundo the Bandera spread.